0: This week's Film Club theme was movies based on a play. The nominees were Doubt, uh, Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn, Ross. That's hard to say. My vote was uh, Repo the Genetic Opera because, believe it or not, that movie was originally a little stage show in New York. And the winner was A Streetcar Named Desire starring Marlon Brando. And I watched it once before a few years ago and really thought it was okay. I appreciated it, but I didn't, you know, enjoy it. And uh, watching it again last night, I loved it so much more. It was uh, really, really powerful. Blanche DuBois is played by uh, Vivian Lee. She won Best Actress for this in 1952. Uh, She goes and stays with her sister, Stella, who is famous for that one line later in the movie, and she is living with a man named uh, Stanley, played by Marlon Brando. He did not win Best Actor that year, which is kind of incredible. Um, He ended up, uh, you know, giving one of the best performances ever, though I guess more memorable than anyone else in the movie, which is, uh, you know, another thing about the Academy, which I talked about a few weeks ago. But what happened was... um, The movie is all about their emotional journey and how uh, Blanche becomes someone completely different by the uh, end of the movie by living with these people and how everyone has so much stuff to go through. It's uh, very passionate, very intense. There's lots of explosions in terms of emotion and uh, lots of fights. Uh, It's great. It's really powerful and it flows very, very nicely, especially for an older movie based on a play. What I like about this movie is that it had the confidence to just be a filmed play. The sets were very minimal. Um, There's a lot of big showy acting that really would have fit well on a Broadway stage. Uh, Tennessee Williams, was he even wrote the screenplay after he wrote the play a few years before. And the director of the original play came on to direct the movie. So you can tell how similar the play and the movie are. And it's great because, you know, they just went out and filmed this play in a very, you know, classic kind of Hollywood confident way. And it's awesome because it really works for this kind of story. And it I think it works best for plays to be this kind of big showy thing because that's the way they're written. That's the way they're meant to be performed. Things like Les Mis from uh, last year. When Tom Hooper tried to make... Les Mis, this really big, grandiose thing into something small and personal with lots of close-ups and lots of you know, softer singing than the big, booming things in the original play. I feel like it was good, it was interesting, but it didn't work nearly as well as the original. And I feel like this movie really captures what I think Les Mis was uh, missing out on. A movie like this deserves that kind of big, grandiose acting and that kind of impressionistic uh, direct- direction. You know, let me clarify. This isn't like a filmed play in that they just put the play on and set a camera in front of the stage and, you know, performed it. This is very uh, much like the play in the way that it's acted and the way that it's directed and the way that it's written so that you still get that feeling of a very personal kind of play that's really in your face, but it still works as a movie because the direction is so good. You know, Marlon Brando is pretty flawless too because, uh, like, Watching The Godfather and Apocalypse Now, he's changed so much uh, over the few decades between this movie and those movies, and it's incredible, uh, especially in you know Heart of Darkness – no, Apocalypse Now, not Heart of Darkness. In Apocalypse Now, he's gone crazy and uh, became obese and shaved his head, and uh, Francis Ford Coppola had no idea what to do with him, so he just put him in shadow and uh, let him do his thing on camera, which I thought was interesting and really cool. But in this movie, he's such a boss. I mean, when he's not being a jerk and being a horrible person, I really liked him. And, of course, you know, everyone has a huge man crush on him. He's so cool. Um, But, you know, when he's not being a jerk to everyone around him and being drunk and uh, yelling Stella, you know, really loudly and uh, being that kind of desperate, you know, downtrodden kind of guy. When he's not like that, he's really cool, which is really great. You know, this movie went on to be really influential in a bunch of really cool ways. Uh, Last year, Blue Jasmine was very, very uh, influenced by this. You know, the same kind of story where uh, someone comes from money or some other kind of high-class life and then has to go live with family and rebuild themselves, and then things go really crazy. Um, Woody Allen's come out and said that it's really, really inspired by uh, this movie. And it worked well in this interesting modern context, especially the way that the story was framed in Blue Jasmine. It goes back and forth between the old times and this new time. And uh, Streetcar focuses entirely on uh, this new time in in her sister's house, which is really kind of cool. Uh, but Blue Jasmine does something interesting with it in that uh, seeing Alec Baldwin and being able to relate back to that when she talks about her old life while she's in San Francisco is you know fascinating. And the endings are very similar too. Again, no spoilers, but there's uh, some really strong, strong parallels with uh, how the uh, – ...with how the endings go, and it's interesting to compare them, uh, the 2013 movie and the 1951 movie, um, the way that they did those endings. One of them is very, very dramatic, the other is very soft-spoken and powerful in a different kind of way, which is really cool to kind of break down. Um, This would make an interesting double feature. I also found a really startling number of parallels between Streetcar Named Desire and The Room... Okay, so Tommy Wiseau grew up somewhere in Europe loving American culture and American movies. He really wanted to come here one day, so one day he ended up in San Francisco, had some fortune somehow, no one really knows how still, and made The Room. And you can see he took influence from Streetcar Named Desire and a bunch of other movies, but Streetcar, I think most prominently, he thought of himself as the next Marlon Brando, which blows my mind because he's not at all, but there's a... In The Disaster Artist, uh, Greg Sestero's book about the experience of the room and being friends with Tommy Wiseau, he uh, introduces Tommy – in an acting class, as he's doing the "Hey Stella" scene from *Streetcar Named Desire*, and he talks about how there was no real emotion behind it. He was just screaming "Stella, Stella, Stella" for five minutes before the director had to finally shut him up. And it's great; like you can see how he really loves this movie and tried and failed miserably to take uh, to take uh, influences from it and put it into the room. There's a moment where uh, Stanley throws a radio out the window, and then you know, in uh, the room, in more updated version, of fact, he throws a TV out the window. Um, there's a bunch of really similar scenes in uh, the way that Marlon Brando and Tommy Wiseau explode in emotion uh tommy's a lot funnier about it but uh, marlon brando's so much more genuine and you can see this really downtrodden kind of character and the situations tommy wrote for himself in the room really don't justify that but he wanted to throw it in there just because you know tommy's kind of obsessed with being american and uh, being a part of this american culture And there's a scene in Streetcar Named Desire where uh, Stanley goes, you know, even though I'm from Poland, I was born in uh, the greatest country in the world and I'm going to make an offer he can't refuse and uh, oh, the horror, the horror and all that because Marlon Brando. But, you know, he talks about how he's American in Streetcar Named Desire and I can see Tommy latching onto that and really putting all these American influences into the room. I should not think this much about the room. It's not a movie that warrants that much analysis, but it's, you know, still a blast. I'm seeing it this Friday night at Coolidge Corner Theater. Anyone in Boston come see it. I'll be there. I guess the moral of the story is that everything relates back to the room.